0: It's Tuesday, August 29th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. Latest border developments up top this morning as the New York Post has featured an op-ed by Governor Greg Abbott in which he promises to take his case regarding immigration enforcement against the Biden administration all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. In the piece, Governor Abbott repeatedly asserts that Texas, quote, has full authority to secure the border, unquote and that with Operation Lone Star, he has, quote, asserted our state's sovereign interest to protect our borders, unquote. These are highly arguable statements, considering that the federal government has ultimate authority over international borders and security. Meanwhile, the Texas National Guard says they're investigating a shooting across the border by one of their members. The Guard soldier was on duty with Operation Lone Star in El Paso on Saturday night, when he's believed to have fired a shot towards a Mexican national who was found wounded along the banks of the other side of the Rio Grande in Juarez. The man was wounded in his right leg. He was treated and released at a Juarez hospital. The Border Network for Human Rights, based in El Paso, said yesterday that the injured man was not attempting to cross the border, but rather was engaging in sports, near where another group of migrants was attempting to cross. Federal Border Patrol was not involved, and the Texas Rangers are investigating as well. Meanwhile, Ayla Lisco writes for Newsweek that the online Christian network Faithful America has gained thousands of signatures with an online petition titled Stand Up to Greg Abbott's Mistreatment of Immigrants, urging Christians to call on Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas to reunite families separated under Abbott's policies. The petition passed the 13,000 signature mark last night on its way to a goal of 15,000 signatures. If you're interested, the link is in the show notes. Over to the Ken Paxton impeachment, which is now one week away, kids. It starts next Tuesday, September 5th. Lauren McGowie at NBC DFW Channel 5 says speculation that Paxton might resign rather than have all the tawdry details of his case aired at the Texas State Capitol was crushed over this last weekend when our thrice indicted, currently suspended, and soon-to-be-impeached attorney general took to social media to deliver a Trump-style wrong in response to quorum report editor Scott Braddock's report of credible chatter that a resignation might be forthcoming. This amounted to Paxton's first public comment on his impending impeachment. Meanwhile, Patrick's VTech at the Texas Tribune says Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has taken a second shot at appointing a judge to be his personal counsel during the proceedings next week. Lana Myers is a former state appeals court judge in North Texas. She was appointed by Governor Rick Perry. Lana Myers is Patrick's pick. You might recall that his first pick, former Judge Mark Brown backed out and made questions about his impartiality based on donations to prior Paxton primary opponents. Over to the grid, where we apparently came closer to a winter storm Uri-styled statewide power crisis last week than most of us realize. Claire Howe at the Houston Chronicle says that without recently installed battery storage capacity, compliance with conservation requests to the public to the tune of about 500 megawatts and unexpected rainfall, especially in North Texas and the Dallas area, power demand likely would have exceeded supply late last week, which would have required emergency measures, including rolling blackouts. Allison Silverstein, an independent energy consultant, says state energy officials advance planning for the summer, while apparently just barely sufficient, was this close due to its drastic underestimation of how hot the weather would be. Our leaders ignore climate change at all of our peril. Told you yesterday about a federal case in Houston over the impending inaction of Senate Bill 12, the new law going into effect Friday that will effectively outlaw drag shows in Texas in the presence of anyone under the age of 18. Tom Abrahams at ABC 13 in Houston writes that the five plaintiffs were in court yesterday, during which Richard Montez of San Antonio drag company 360 Queen Entertainment was asked by a member of the attorney general's legal team to provide an example of twerking which Montez demonstrated right there and then, providing a light moment in what was otherwise a pretty glum proceeding. The presiding U.S. District Judge David Hitner says that he'll rule on all this in court on Monday, a few days after SB-12 will have taken effect. Should he rule against it, yet another appeal from the Texas Attorney General's office to keep the law in force is a near certainty. Nice investigative work being done by Jeremy Rogalski at KHOU TV in Houston on the police force in the tiny East Texas town of Coffee City. Population 249 by the sign, and a full 20% of that population are cops. 50 officers on the local police force. That's five times the number of officers typically employed by a city that small. And one might wonder why until one hears that Coffee City collected more than $1 million in court fines last year from over 5,000 citations, also by far the most for a Texas town this size. So a speed trap is a speed trap, but there's more. KHOU's investigation found that more than half of the department's 50 officers had been suspended, demoted, terminated, or dishonorably discharged from their previous law enforcement jobs for offenses including excessive force, public drunkenness, untruthfulness, and association with known criminals. Coffee City has become a magnet for troubled cops, many of whom have faced criminal charges, including official oppression, family violence, theft, DWI, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, harassment, and endangering a child. Copy City's police chief, who's been on the job for just a couple of years, defends his hiring of the worst cops available by saying that in most cases, he believes they had been retaliated against by their prior employers, adding, quote, I try to look at the good in everybody and I believe everybody deserves an opportunity, unquote. Finally, y'all, a rare story for this podcast out of Alaska, far, far away from Texas, but where they're noticing the steps that the city of Houston has taken in managing its population of people experiencing homelessness. Mike Mason and David Bernhoff write for Alaska's NewsSource.com that Anchorage officials are noting that while they have about the same number of people in housing crisis, Houston consistently receives much more in federal funding to help. Houston officials also say they've found a way to bring the community together and set clear priorities. priorities, which they say has paved the way for a 70% drop in the number of homeless people on the streets. Houston's Coalition for the Homeless coordinates charitable and service organizations with city and county officials to smooth the interactions between them and provide much more efficient homeless outreach. And Houston's focus on permanent housing is working as well, though that concept is not a favorite of Anchorage's mayor. Sometimes even good plans take a minute to sell. And that's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch, today's political news for today's Texas Progressive. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Throughout the sweltering summer, Progress Texas has served up stories on the issues you care about, breaking abortion and reproductive rights decisions, renewables keeping our ACs running and the lights on, democracy defenders fighting back against the assault on elections, conversations on Juneteenth, thanks to Texas black historians and activists, and lots more. We're shaping the narrative in traditional media, blogs, social posts, and podcasts, but we need your help to continue our important work, and we're looking for 50 new members to support this work monthly during our summer member drive. Learn more about Progress Texas, including how you can help at Progresstexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow.